0: Yo, what's yo, going yo, yo. on? It's your boy, Maurice Boykin, joining the Wire to Wire podcast with my boy, DeMarco Moultrie.
1: How you guys doing, man? My boy, Maurice. If he give you that money, you ain't got to counter this all there. How you doing, my boy?
0: Hey, man, They don't call me more money for no reason, man. It's all there, man. It's all there. Hey,
1: man, we <laughs> be live in the
0: NBA Live in 2005, man.
1: <laughs> and that's Fendi, man. Um, be before fast. we start, uh we got some good, we've got some big news, major announcement to make. Uh we just started our own thank you for that. Website for you guys, wwwwire the number two, wire That's the new home and site. I'm talking about
0: if you go in there now, you'll see a mock draft that dumaka so eloquently put together.
1: You you also
0: um, can see our podcast there So if you don't have a good archive of them Well there they are Um, I will become very familiar with that website Because over time as sports picks back up to normalcy Things will be coming on there first And then released to other platforms So um, very much check it out Very much support it if you can check out his mock draft and see what he would have done if he were the GM of those 32 NFL teams.
1: Right, precisely, yeah, check that out. We're gonna have more content, go try to do some articles, some more pods, some different type of pods. And if you got some feedback, or y'all want something specific, man, uh, email us. Email's gonna be in the description, support us. We got the support link up there as well, too. Check out the website, but we got something to come. We're on the way. We're grinding during the pandemic, so.
0: You know, know, as we do this more and more, this is the first step to officialness in terms of really starting to separate ourselves from what we've been doing to where we want to go to provide content for you all because without you all there is no point so thank you all for listening first of all and we're about to dive right in because like you know we're on quarantine as my man said and Apparently, the, the Last Dance is the closest thing we're going to get to really any real sports. Um, and The Last Dance documentary for Michael, jo- for Michael Jordan is, in one word, spectacular.
1: Yeah, nothing short of. It's eye-opening to a lot of different things. Us being born in the mid-90s, we didn't get to see MJ play in person. All um, the things I really know about him was for whatever I could pick up on his basketball Pro, uh, pro reference page And things I've seen And heard from Jordan's the shoes Right the shoes That's like the number one impact And we're recording this On Sunday um, So
0: the next episode Come out four, tonight
1: Six uh, Five and six Are gonna drop So that's gonna be interesting We're gonna talk about The Jordans And everything like that But Because we
0: know Mike was the GOAT But there's so much More to it Than that Like seeing The interviews Right, Seeing, seeing the sort of in-season stuff is important because, really, basketball is about the playoffs and the finals in terms of legacy, but it's more fun during the in-season. That's where you get the storylines from. And we never got to see any Michael Jordan storylines, ever, because that's just past our time. So the media is saying... Before he won the championship, oh, he'll never be like Magic and Bird because he's just a scorer. He doesn't make teammates better or things like that. Those are narratives you hear all the time. And to hear those same narratives about the GOAT is eye-opening because it means that those narratives could be said about some of our current players that you never know what they can end up doing because their story isn't over yet.
1: Precisely, man. That just kind of shows you that no matter what you've done and accomplished, at one point you were questioned, and at one point people mm-hmm. doubted you. So you got to understand that people are going to doubt you. Period. It doesn't matter how good you are or what you've accomplished until you've done that thing and like ver- solidify yourself and verify it. People are always going to question. So it was great to see it from that perspective and to see the different, like you said, the interviews from his contemporaries at the time. That just puts a whole new aspect of what the situation was at the time and just getting that point of view from there that we couldn't get because we weren't there.
0: Right, because first couple episodes, you know, I'm looking at them calling Michael Jordan a god, which made me kind of jealous. Like, dang, if there was ever a god playing basketball, I would have wanted to see that. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? I love right. basketball. I would have loved to see a god play the game. And then on the flip side, there was a lot of information about Scotty Pippen that was revealed that I was just unbeknownst to me. I did not know he was... Uh, Acquisition on draft day I did not know That he was at one point The 126th paid player Well into his career So not on a rookie deal but well into his career He sort of signed one of those Security blanket deals That Acuna And Albee signed for some, Some Atlanta Braves where you're very young You're a good player but you have to Make sure you can feed your family And you really can't necessarily afford to take the risk of getting injured in a contract gear and messing up everything so um he took a lot of heat for that on twitter He's see he, I, I tell you that much
1: yeah well definitely the jokes were insane and of course like i can understand him being mad i mean in hindsight it's 2020 of course if you see what you know now okay i stay healthy my entire career i feel bad about the contract i did but i mean he would have definitely felt uh solidified if he would have gotten that career in the injury or something like that he's like okay at least i'm safe route but because his career went to the apex that it could have you regret it with that hindsight in mind so it was it was very interesting to see because i had no idea and about that hindsight. he
0: got on the back end but sometimes money on the back end still don't make up for your earning potential leading up to that because let's say, you know, you came in making $18 million for seven years and then you end up as a career making totally $130 million. be like, great. Oh, okay, I made $130 yeah. million back in my career. But that means that you could have made $200 million if you would have got the money in the beginning. You know what I mean? It doesn't, Precisely. you know, so it makes sense why he signed the deal. It makes sense that he came back for that last year and had surgery as late as possible to kind of say, front office Jerry Krause, f you. Right. It man, makes sense dirty. to do that because exactly.
1: I would have done the same thing most likely. You know what
0: I'm saying? And like, I, y'all not going like he said, mess my summer up. Yeah, I mess mean, my you know, summer
1: up. Like I'm trying to have a good time, enjoy. I can get the surgery later. I can rehab it during the season, and I'll be good for the playoffs. And that's exactly what another, he
0: did. Another thing that was revealed in the in the later two episodes, three and four was the transition from Doug Collins to Phil Jackson and then, and the transition from whoever they had their first coach to Doug Collins. So I didn't know any of this stuff. You know, I didn't know any of these intricacy things that were coming out. It was beautiful to see, you know, that Doug just basically went to Eastern Conference Finals, but he didn't want to run the triangle. So Jerry got him out of there and then he brought in another GOAT coach. So these are all things that are honestly just really, really good to see.
1: Yeah, exactly, because like I was aware of Doug Collins being the coach but you know you don't ever really get to see that Phil Jackson story of how he became the Chicago's coach because that was very interesting I didn't know the exact story of how he got He's into that yeah very son. interesting dude that he was <laughs> doing in other he was coaching for other leagues and was just an assistant and then got his way up just by noticing of the uh, getting noticed by the front office that was very interesting to see how everything, which is so organic and built by Jerry, who uh, Jerry Krause, the general manager, who did a really good job. Yeah, not a bad he Yeah, definitely took some heat because yep. I mean, definitely some questionable. He did part. a great job building it, but mm-hmm. at the end, I think
0: is where he started like really like souring his name is the way he alienated Phil, kind of dissed Scotty Pippen in a way, and really his. I don't want to. I gotta be honest, really his whole physique and his look about him looks kind of sloppy, easy guy to pick on. So right,
1: no, exactly. He, he definitely, definitely
0: cost him heat, but he built it, he, he built that roster and built them championships with that with that coach. So I gotta give him credit for that.
1: Most definitely. Yeah, it was very interesting to see that dynamic and everything because you saw the clips of him. Like he wanted to be really cool with the guys, And at one point he was, but between uh Scottish contract and Answer this for me, Maurice. So I was thinking, like, the reaction that people would have now for what they were trying to do in the past, as far as like the front office telling the Bulls that if they would, even if they went 82 and 0 and won the championship, they're not coming back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, that's crazy. Like, could you hey, that, that's it to like, me, like, you won the championship, you're not coming back. Bro, I don't care what you do?
0: <laughs> that is like the Warriors, when they were on that run, right? When the Warriors had KD, and
1: this is when KD was healthy
0: now, and they beating the Cavs breaks off, and then they, whoever they played, let's say KD was healthy and they beat the Raptors, that's like, that's like uh, freaking Joe Lacob coming out there and saying, yo, no matter what, KD's out of here, man. He's out of here. You know, I'm tired of waiting. KD wait. and Kerr are out of here. You guys are really getting past your prime. You guys are in your mid-30s now. There's nothing I can do with you. You're out of here. That would never happen. And then if it did happen, all heck would break loose. On that person's head, the fan yeah, base wouldn't accept would not it. That person is gone before the coaches and players are gone in this in this year.
1: But yeah, exactly. Now that the fans have like more of a voice and an opinion to get out there. It's just nuts to see because you and as you can as we know now, the Bulls have not done no since.
0: And and that's a problem because sometimes you don't know what you have until it's gone. You can't you can't build that again. You can only hope to make it last as long as possible. That is what you can do. You cannot try to do that again. Because if you look at any dynasty, besides the Lakers and Celtics, which honestly go long periods of time before they have another dynasty, that sort of thing does not come back around. But, you know, episode three and four sort of also show how tough the bad boy Pistons were. I saw that documentary they're 30 for 30 so I knew how tough they were but most of the world I guess did not know the Jordan rules I guess this is the, the, the first time they were introduced to that well basically if that man does anything beat it there
1: yeah basically. yeah yeah you go in the paint he, it's over with it he's getting clobbered every single time until he understands that if you come to this paint it's war in here cause in that Bad Boys documentary
0: I was introduced to Dennis Raman, and a lot of people now are seeing more of a not a nut, but an essential nut that Dennis Rodman could be to a team. I didn't know he was such a good study of the of, of the game in terms of missed the ball. I mean, missed this way, so I can see if it, you know, bounces off the rim like this and like that. So it was an amazing thing to see, it, like just everything involved because Dennis Rodman himself is a character it kind of gave some spotlight on Scotty, the episodes one and two, and then episodes three and four gave some spotlight to Dennis Rodman. So, you know, really, really good documentary, man. Really, really good watch so far.
1: Yeah, that's been very enjoying to see. And as we keep watching it, we're going to um, update you guys and tell you what our thoughts of it. It was just it was, it was, it was just, it was just a really good production, especially at a time right now when there's no other sports or anything going on right now. ESPN's doing ESPN Ocho. They're showing like, Electrician competitions and it, 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 <laughs> it, it, it's, it's spooky out here, man. So hey, salute that uh, Jordan Doc, and we're definitely gonna be talking about it more and more as it comes out.
0: Now to the meat and potatoes of the podcast: the NFL draft. That, along with the Jordan Doc, is pretty much the last thing we're hanging on to in terms of real sport content. So, NFL draft was about a week ago, um, last weekend and overall it was amazing it was the most watched draft ever. ever um ever it was done well virtually it seemed like the picks were coming in a little bit faster so i liked it especially especially day two and three because those picks were flying by
1: days two and three yeah two um, and three it was a lot less popular circumstance. it's like okay let's get the pick in let's move on let's see what we need to do which i enjoyed
0: right so Anything surprise you about the draft? Really focusing on rounds one and two and three, anything surprise you that you just didn't see coming?
1: Um, Most of the draft was pretty chalk, especially at the beginning as far as like Big what time. the back drafts were saying. It was pretty much how everything was going. One, two, three, four, five, of course, it was just the same. Six, of course, everybody's projected that. Once you got past six, then it was kind of like, okay, who's going to go here? Who's going to go there? One of the picks that definitely surprised me the Falcons taking AJ Terrell at 16. Mm-hmm. I definitely had a first round grade on him and I mocked him going in the first round. 16. Uh, I mean, I won't say it's a little bit too early because, I mean, if he's your guy, he's your guy. That was just definitely... And really it's also
0: very much need pick because, remember, definitely. CJ and Okuda are already gone. So it's like that third corner is up for grabs. It could be Fulton. It could be Terrell. It could be Gladney. We just don't know.
1: Yeah, that, so that was one of the more interesting ones. You, would, I, I Honestly, I thought they were going to... Um, Draft back for a moment, maybe with Philadelphia or something like that, or another team that wanted to go up, but now they went ahead and took your guy. Which I like, anytime you just go ahead and took your guy, because I'm not really too... If, if you know he's your dude, I would. I don't mind you getting him a little pitch earlier. If you're like, okay, this is the guy I like. Exactly. Anyway, so, let me go ahead and just get him. So That was definitely something that piqued my interest. How about you? Well, I was... I'm not even fanning out, but I, I was just
0: surprised that the Saints, or we took Cesar Ruiz only because we took a center last year, Eric McCoy in the second round, and he was a pro bowler almost this year, if, if not almost, then he was a pro bowler this year. Like, he played very well as center. So to take a center in the mm-hmm. first round was just surprising. So the the, the talk is that we're going to move Mc, McCoy to guard unless let still be a center. But our game against the Vikings, I guess left a sour taste for our interior Pass rush, but we have Warford. Yeah, I was watching some of the Pete.
1: highlights after y'all made that pick. Ooh, that was, it was looking spooky in that championship. Right, but game we have in the Warford and Pete, stuff. though, who just got, who, who
0: are getting paid. Like, Pete just got paid and Warford is getting paid. So it's kind of like, a, like just surprising, kind of bizarre to me. I understand it. It's just bizarre looking at the current roster. Like, if we had a glaring hole there, I wouldn't even, it wouldn't even make any, any big deal. But we took him over a guy like Patrick Queen. If Patrick Queen was off the board, and it was just at that point, you know BPA, I get it. But Patrick Queen was still there, and you know, but the Baltimore Ravens scooped him up right right after us. So it was just yeah, that was still you know,
1: still surprising. I appreciate y'all' strategy because I mean, I definitely like you said, it's even weirder, because y'all had one last year, but, you know, me, me being a Chargers fan, our our offensive line being the way it's been for who knows how, man, I definitely, I never get mad at somebody getting an offensive line. Right. For sure, for sure, because they're very much so needed in the uh, game, definitely. As far as the Chargers pick, I mean, it's not surprising at all. I mean, that's pretty much what all the box said as far as getting Herbert. I was pretty hurt on draft day when they went ahead and pulled the trigger on Herbert. I'm not personally the biggest... Man, I definitely was upset on draft day. Not gonna lie, didn't even finish watching the rest of the draft. I was just seeing the picks and being with the guys in the group chat or whatever like that. But to be honest, um, I'm gonna watch this film a little bit deeper. I watched this film for the pre-analysis. Whatever, but I'm going to now at some point. I'm gonna talk myself into him. I hmm. saw that when he was nine, he actually filled out one of the little uh, things you do in elementary school, like, what's your favorite color? What do you want to be when you grow up? And he put that he wanted to play for the Chargers at that age, up. so I was like, oh, wow. That's really, I, at, that, at that point, I'm like, okay, let me let me just stop and just, okay, let me just be happy for the man. He's our guy, that's what uh Celeste and the GM like, so I'm gonna look at him some more, and then I'm mean, just gonna no root for the guy, man. We're just gonna see what's going on. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan at the first, but, eh.
0: On the team. yeah I mean big time um, I was also not necessarily shocked but I was surprised that the Bears took another tight end you know, they love tight ends over there. Oh, yeah, love <laughs> they're, They love tight ends over know, that, there, that's, that, was,
1: that was a head-scratcher for me. I'm like, yo, like, Trey Burns been hurt. And just saw Jimmy Graham. You got you another that's tight end. That. I'm like, tight I end? Mean, you probably could have found one later. Right. Or somebody. But, but it's one of those, it is what it
0: is type of picks, man. Yeah,
1: it is what it is.
0: But. But but overall, I wasn't hugely shocked about anything. I was very much happy that my boy Clyde Edwards-Dillair was the first running back off the board. You know, yeah, Kansas that's going to be a great pick for the Chiefs. Yeah, they, it's gonna be a he's he's going to do a lot for them. Now, the Raiders getting that cornerback at number 19, that's a, that's, that's a surprise. Because he was good, but he had nowhere near the type of grade for anybody. So maybe it's one of those picks that will um, show you better than they can tell you. But that was a head shaker.
1: Yeah, that was a different, yeah. My mayo with this one, um, there were definitely cornerbacks that I had graded out higher than who they got at the time. I mean, he played with Akuda at Ohio State. So, I mean, maybe while he was watching Akuda film, he saw uh, his teammate that they drafted and went ahead and had to pull the trigger. I think that one of them were things that went through. Tampa Bay, I actually got that right on my mock draft and taking Tristan Wurfs. I'm not super high on Tristan Wurfs. He's athletic at that, man. He's lighting ahead. He has potential. He has the raw athleticism, so if he gets to the right, I think Tampa will be able to, especially with a quarterback that gets the ball out as fast as Tom Brady does and savvies him, I think that'll be a good pick for them. Hey, man. Um, The Niners stole off. They
0: traded back.
1: They traded the forwards to get the first-round pick. And then
0: they... Sort of trade back and then get uh, Javon Kinlaw, Kinlaw. Who's a who is yeah, I had beast.
1: It, I'm glad they would have had and got him because like, he was a perfect fit when I saw it on. And film. then I'm thinking, oh, like, yeah, they got it. I'm Kinlaw. surprised
0: they passed on Jerry Judy or uh, C D Lamb, and then they go and get Brandon Ayuk at number 25. Like, dang, what a surprise! Like, they really made some moves there. Yeah, that was
1: very interesting what they did because yeah, I had them. Um, getting one of the, i had him getting Kim law and one of the other receivers Ayuk. evidently that was um john lynch their general manager that was their number one receiver in the draft Petey, had to be. even more so than lamb and judy and everybody else because so, you so, wouldn't pass on the number one wide receiver to get another d lineman
0: unless you thought you can get your number one guy later which they did so they they executed that
1: part to perfection yeah that worked out beautifully for them uh, I like how that worked out because then you get somebody young who's on that uh, salary, like cost controlled contract, that rookie deal, and Kimla, who's going to not, nah, he maybe not as good as DeForest Buckner, but he's going to provide that pass rush and that pressure inside the middle. Then Ayuk with that athleticism. I mean, they're basically saying that he's Debo 2.0 as far as like the build and athleticism. But and I what think he, can he probably do, can so. catch better than
0: Debo, like those spec catches, like because he got those, he got yeah, wide radius. Yes, sir.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, he's definitely going to be more of the receiver. Debo's going to be more of like that, like in around, mm-hmm. uh, bubble screen. Like, we're going to get him out there in space. Yes, sweet. I going to be that downfield threat. Right, exactly, precisely. That was also another thing that was pretty interesting. Uh, the Panthers winning guy, Darren Brown, who was a lot of people. They went were all defense. Very, very all, high. All, they, all yeah, they went all defense. All
0: defense. Because they have Joe Brady, and I'm telling you, that's one of my things to look out for is, is their offense. I love Joel Brady, and I love their receivers, and I love their running back, and I love Teddy Bridgewater. The offense is going to be tough. They had to repair that defense that they just let go to hell last year.
1: Yeah, you got even tougher without – no clue Kikli this year, so they definitely had to go all in on that defense for chip. Sure, for sure. Yes, sir,
0: yes, sir. The Eagles
1: getting it. Uh, Rager, that was one of the uh, – but uh, uh, if we're going to go there,
0: we might as well. We might as well. We might as well. We. I think it's about time for us to go there. Are you ready for
1: who's capping? Yeah, bro, who's captain, man. Who, who's capping, man? Who's capping? Because
0: we talked about the surprises. You kind of sort of broke down the draft a bit. You know, we know, we know, you know, sort of the overall picture of the draft was it was very deep talent. In the first couple rounds, but then as it got later, it got really thin. Before we get to the Eagles, I just wanted to say, period, wide receivers in that first round, Denver and the Cowboys both stole off on Judy and Lamb. Um, Because C.D. Lamb, one more spot, he would be a Philadelphia Eagle. And Jerry Judy probably should have been the number one receiver off the board. So, overall, they went to their respective organizations that are already sort of in good shape offensively, and so they don't have to be relied upon too much. Um, Those wide receivers really did do well. It was a wide receiver heavy draft, and it showed in the first round. I believe it was, what, maybe um, five or six wide receivers taken in the first round? Yeah, six. Yeah, six. That's a lot. Especially after the first three that everybody knew. After that, it was, you know, IU, Gregor, and who else? Ayuk Rager and Justin
1: Jefferson. Uh, Lam, yeah, Justin Jefferson as well. Yeah. I couldn't believe Philly passed on him, but hey.
0: Um I couldn't believe that, but hey.
1: Yeah, that wide receiver it was interesting that um cuz I had I had Higgins going in the first round too. He slid a little, bit. he didn't slid that far. He went to the Bengals, which was the right started the uh, second round, so that wasn't too bad. I had Higgins go a little bit higher than that but yeah it was it, it was very deep class for wide receivers we're going to see how deep uh there's some questions marks as far as the, like once you get past like that elite three at the top there's some, everybody's got their pretty much their question marks as far as like with rager what are you higgins all those guys so you know, it, yeah it
0: wasn't a strong uh, db class so it looked like it was a good draft for o-line man. wide receivers and I saw a lot of good safeties, you know, like a Antoine Winfield. I think he's gonna be a steal for the Bucks. He's a yeah, he's a Great pick. Is Avery McKinney going to the Giants? What a steal in the second They'll round. Dell pick. pick going to the Browns. Browns overall takeaway is the way the Saints love Ohio State, they love LSU, and they will be better served because they love LSU. Period. They took Jacoby. Stevens. The draft is really good. They, they killed it, didn't they? They got they got a tackle. Is, they got Del Who I really like. They got a fast <laughs> linebacker, Jacoby Stevens. He's like, he can play, he can play, kind of play a hybrid linebacker, safety time and position. Uh, no, no, Jacoby Phillips. That's his name. Jacob Phillips, whatever his name is, some Phillips. But, hey, man, they they had an outstanding draft in terms of getting value for where they picked, not reaching, not making the sexy pick, but making the good pick. So, I, I'm impressed by that draft 100%.
1: Yeah, no, they they should be good next year. Like I don't see yeah. like, the draft looks very solid. They have got the good tackle. They got Del. They got the good safety. They are honestly solid. They're
0: Baker robust, to be honest. Because I like their coach. I think he's gonna just bring in a level of level headedness to the team. Because they didn't need any spectacular coach, but they need somebody better than Kevin. I mean, better than um, what's your boy's name?
1: Kitchen. Yeah, they just needed an adult. Yeah, they, like, they needed somebody, they needed somebody who, was... who was a real
0: head coach, like. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be a
1: professional. (laughs) This is what we're
0: gonna do. This is not what we're gonna do. This is how we're gonna play. This is how we're gonna use you, this is how we're gonna use you. And let's be level headed. Because Cleveland has this awful aura about them that they have to mess it up. When really, if you put that same team on the Giants, they're in the talk to win the division. You know what I mean? They're in the talk to do big things. He put that same exact team with all that roster talent anywhere else. They're not necessarily doubted, but they're touted. So, the Cleveland just has to get over themselves and get over this negativity, which comes from coaching. Like, just letting your team know, hey, we are this on paper. We are this in our heads. We have to go on the field and just play to your best potential. Don't let the whole browns thing get to you because i can tell that last year the whole browns thing was getting to them big time it, they folded because of it.
1: definitely it's just hard to when you don't have that culture and that just tradition of winning it just gets tough to kind of break that like stink of like okay we're the browns we just this is browns football like it, it's hard to bring that shift in culture especially with a coach that's just not a, really a leader of men at all or anything like that. So Big time. hopefully they'll be able to turn it around. Another steal, my Chargers, when have traded up in that first round. My boy Kenneth Murray. They sniped, us. they
0: sniped us. So I'm thinking, oh my God, Kenneth Murray's still here. And then the next thing you know, the Chargers are trading up in the first round. And I'm like, oh no, I know exactly what they're trading up to get. There's only one BPA right here, and that's Kenneth Murray. And of course, that's what leads us to get St. Cyrus. You all sniping Kendall Mary, who will be a <laughs> sideline to sideline great linebacker in this league. Like, you're gonna remember the charges getting him and mutating him to get him. Like, it's like he's gonna have a great career. Knock on wood, man.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about it. Just teaming up with Derwin. is gonna be healthy, definitely gonna be exciting on the defense for sure. I think that overall. Chargers had a pretty solid draft, take a play. I like what they did with the skill position. So it's been interesting. A good amount of ta- more tackles went in the first round than I anticipated. Um, the other tackle from UGI on the other side that went opposite of Um and that's another trend with this too. A lot of guys who went early in the draft, their teammates on the opposite side are beginning taking two, like Akuda and then his other guy and then andrew thomas and then the other tackle for uh uga it's really interesting i guess the coaches have been watching the film and just noticing other guys when they're watching it too Yeah, it's
0: it's, you know it's uh you're sort of iron sharpens iron type of thing so if you're holding up your end very well and then the quarterback is not getting touched at all you're like well dang who's on the other side over there who are holding up his end because i can see why andrew thomas side not getting penetrated but why isn't the other side getting penetrated? And then you look over there, you notice mm. that boy holding up his hand, too. Let's go look at him a little bit closer. And then, you know, you realize, oh, wow, he's a good player. Let's get him.
1: Right, exactly, which was really, really nice to see, man. You
0: know, now, now, now let's transition
1: got- into who's capping. Basically, you just be capping out here, man. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's a lot of capping on, on, man. It's a lot of capping For those who don't man. know, for those in other countries yeah. who may be listening to us or unfamiliar with the lingo, the vernacular, Maurice, please, please let the people know what capping is and what are we talking about in this segment. So capping doesn't really have any one direct definition, but it is a thing.
0: So capping is if you say you're going to call me in five minutes, but you know you're going to call me in 20 minutes, you're capping. You're not going to call me in five minutes. That's a cap. Right? Capping is you say something that you're going to do knowing good and ain't going well, that ain't really what the intention is. You're capping. It don't have to be a bold-faced lie. It could be a cover-up. It don't have to be a steal. It could be the thought of a steal. Capping is if you basically are misleading someone or capping
1: right you're not telling the whole truth when it are like uh, oh this of the truth is the truth right yeah you're yeah you, you're, it, yeah, it, you said capping, yeah you're just not telling the you said
0: truth. oh i gotta go feed my dog and, and to take to, to off the phone which only you have a dog
1: you know what i mean you capping you know what right. i mean yeah, you capping you capping so yeah that's the show that's capping and who do, who, do you, who do you have as your guy who's capping or not capping? What's, what's your situation? Well,
0: for me, it's got to be about the Philadelphia Eagles to first lead it off because I think the Packers have a little bit of cap going on as well. But Most definitely. But the Philly has, to me, the number one cap situation because you can't you can't say that, J- that Jalen Hurts is just a gadget guy and get him in the second round if you already paid Carson Wentz. Now, if you didn't have a quarterback as good as Carson Wentz or as wealthy as Carson Wentz is at this point, like if you were like the Colts, right, and you just have Philip Rivers and you know he's better than Dylan Hurts right now, and you, then you take Dylan Hurts with a second round pick, that makes sense because he could be a gadget guy at first, but he eventually will transition to the starting quarterback, right? That right, makes right. sense. But what Philly did Makes absolutely no sense At first Because they took a gadget guy A Taysom Hill type Shout out to Sean Payton Putting the world on notice That you can get a gadget guy And be wildly successful with him Um Philly tried to say He's gonna have a Taysom Hill type of role But Taysom Hill was another free agent You know what I mean Um the only thing I think of that was a, as highly drafted person as Jalen Hurts is to be a gadget guy was Cordell Stewart with the Steelers way back then. That's the only person I can even think of, or even um, Tim Tebow. And he never was a gadget guy; he was just starting quarterback. So it right. does not make sense. Period.
1: Yeah, somebody's capital with this situation. I mean, clearly this is the support Carson Wentz, a quarterback who has had injury concerns in the past. A lot of times, not his fault. I mean, Jadavion Clowney falling on top of his head can't really do anything about that. But these things have happened. And when you're in a playoff game and your backup quarterback is 40 and he throws a pass and his hamstring comes clean off the bone and he can't do anything, that's a bad thing.
0: That's a terrible
1: thing. uh, You want to have a solid backup quarterback. As the Eagles have given us a prime example of you having that solid Backup to come in at a time, Nick Foles, and you could get to the promise where you need to be. And, and, and that's the a hefty price to
0: pay for quarterbacks. So there's no way you can wait around and say, well, we'll get him in the third and fourth. Because Jalen Arthur ain't going to be there in the third and fourth round. I'll tell you that right now. And he's out of there second exactly. round. He's a second round pick all day, every day. So, you know, I get the second round pick. I just don't get Philly doing it because with a second round pick, you expect them to play – Often, 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 and a second-round quarterback pick, you to tend to be groomed to be the starting quarterback at some point. I.e., Jimmy Garoppolo. He was a pick in, I believe, the second round, and they expected him to be the next quarterback, and they ended up flipping him for a first-round pick. You know, so um, if, if if they weren't going to start him, then they were going to trade him for a first rounder. So um, these are all things that sort of. Add question marks yes. to this because the, uh, how you going to groom and Daniel Hurts when you have a twenty-seven year old quarterback? You know that, that doesn't add up.
1: Yeah, precisely. He's going to. He's in there for the long haul. The only thing, other thing I thought about was maybe them, and this was a cost control measure as far as like you having that backup quarterback. You got him on that second round. Tender, which is a lot cheaper than you paying some veteran guy $12 million, $18 million for a couple of years. So, I mean, I guess that kind of saves you some money. But million, you could, you could get somebody that like can help Holy you thing. more
0: right away. Philly, Philly doesn't have glaring holes after they mm. went and got Rager, but they still could use a, a linebacker or a DB or a D lineman. Right. And maybe Ooh, those guys getting, weren't there Patrick for them. Queen, actually. Right. You know, maybe those been, guys, guys been been weren't there for Patrick them. Queen. And, you know, perhaps their graves just didn't include those guys right away. And, they took the best player they had on the board but it's just you I don't mind you taking Jalen Hurts if you say well our quarterback's been injured this guy gives us a chance to be a gadget guy while he's while he's while our number one quarterback is playing but he also gives us a chance to have a very viable backup quarterback if Carson Wentz ever gets injured but you can't tell me oh we're married to Carson Wentz he's purely a gadget guy there's no reason for him to be looked at as any threat to Carson. Because that is not true. You know what I mean? You invested a lot of draft capital in that, and that's a cap. Yeah,
1: it's a lot of draft capital. You could have got somebody that could have immediately helped Carson, which I would have thought would have been more uh, pressing over getting that security in that future. But, as, but the front office, you're always thinking about that long term. So. Right. And, that, and that's like why they're in inside of what they're they tell thinking.
0: us one thing, but they do another. Sort of similar to. Kind of how the Packers did Similar situation Where they just Paid Aaron Rodgers Boat lower the money And then they draft his a placement In the first round They trade up And get this guy Jordan Love Which is
1: <laughs> The situation Is just so much more Dynamic and has so many Different layers on it yeah, but, but a simple fact Well first, first Before I even get Into the football Me and Maurice We had a gentleman Bet of Jordan Love Getting drafted In the first round or not. Obviously, I lost that situation. I was this close. I thought I dropped it. I I was getting close because I I saw the guy who was left. I'm like, oh
0: god, Patriots not getting them. Um, uh, Minnesota's not gonna get a quarterback. It was like 26. I'm thinking, oh my god, can this guy get drafted already? Please, like, like everybody said, he was going to be.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. No, exactly. Because I figured, because I figured that he wouldn't go top 15, and I was like, okay, the bottom, the rest of the draft. I don't see anybody who's needy for a quarterback. So I was like, okay, maybe he might slide to the second round. You know what I'm saying? That's, not, that's happened before, but little do we know, Green Bay, was they, they, they pulled in and pulled the trigger. he got it in the first round and got him.
0: Now, a lot of people look at this and then look at it from Aaron Rodgers' point of view, but I really can't look at it like that because
1: they did the nah. same thing
0: to get Aaron Rodgers. They had a go quarterback by <laughs> far, and they took Aaron Rodgers. In the first round, so I'm like, how
1: does life turn? It's crazy how life goes. Exactly, it's It's like like, (laughs) this is clearly where they move. This is how they this
0: is how they operate. This is what they do. They secure their bag when that bag is available. They don't necessarily wait for their guy to be washed up before they go get somebody else. They start getting their guy about three years ahead, which to me has worked out for them very well. Because what free agent is going to Green Bay to play quarterback? When Aaron Rodgers is done with them nobody nobody's going to choose mm-hmm. to live there and they have got to get their guy and got to groom him in there and, and get him used to the Green Bay way which to me makes sense because that's how they got Aaron Rodgers you know you have to look at it from that lens now if they had never gotten him like that let's say you know let's say this is that first time around where Brett Favre is a guy and then they get Aaron Rodgers in the first round That was a huge shock, and that would make me feel the type of way. But the way that worked out for them, I cannot be mad at them at all for trying it again. I can't be mad at it
1: at all. Yeah, from the Packers' side and and Coach LaFleur, it just just makes too much sense why they did it. You got Aaron Rodgers, 36, you know what I'm saying? He's not who he he was. Not saying that Aaron Rodgers still isn't a great talent and still, you know what I'm saying, doing his thing in the league. But there's only only one undefeated person of all time, and that is who? That's right, that's time, man. Yes, that's time. don't get you every single time, my dude. And I just think that what they did was smart. I mean, I liked Love as a t- talent and a prospect. I definitely didn't want him in a situation where he had to start immediately. Exactly. this is perfect. He gets to sit behind A-Rod, gets to learn. Kind of like Mahomes.
0: To, um... You know, Mahomes got to sit behind Alex Smith a little bit and learn mm-hmm. from a great guy and Andy Reid. And he had all that talent, but he had no... He didn't have mechanics. He didn't have sort of you know he didn't have refinery and then so by the time by the time he, you couldn't hold Matt Pat Mahone's back anymore it's like a, it's like a, the cage got too small for him he had left out that cage you end up having a soup bowl on your hands right you end up having a goat on your hands and right. Jordan Love is a similar type of player who has the physical traits to be very very good but just needs to work on the quarterbacking aspect of it and if you give him three to four years to learn behind the GOAT, which will probably be difficult because Aaron Rodgers is a tough guy to work with anyway.
1: I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say, this it's not going to be, it's, he's not learning a damn thing from Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he's going to be in the beating. Yo, Aaron, can you, can you watch my film with me? He's just going to look at him like, yeah, man. Yeah, I I, honestly, I yeah, wouldn't even ask him. Buddy. If I was him, I'm just like, yo, I'm, we're in yeah. the room, not asking no questions. Because <laughs> just, you know what he's here think- for. I'm here for your job, buddy. And if
0: right. I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm not fucking with that. You know, I'm I mean, I get it why y'all did it because that's how y'all got me, but I ain't necessarily gonna have to like it. You know, I'm nah, A-Rod,
1: he's not gonna get it at all. He's I would have loved to see his reaction when it when he was watching, man. Oh my goodness. Because Aaron Rodgers is not he, Drew
0: Breeze, he's not he's not he he's not he's he not, he not, you know, the nicest dude. He's not gonna be able to hide his emotion, he's gonna show you what's up.
1: Yeah, like he's gonna be one of those people that's gonna tell you how he feels and he holds grudges like he's like like dude when i you know, when i've seen that he cut off his entire family for what like, demo, like i'm done Dad, I was like, brother dude, all of them yeah brother he's like, dude <laughs> if you not with me get it from wrong bro like <laughs> exactly. he's not like he's not what he's the dude he's cutting family members he plays no games with it. So I'm it's very interested. Olivia, man, you want, you going like, he, 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 he's yeah, doing man. It. He's yeah. like, yo, you
0: either with me on my time or you're not at all, which is why Mike McCarthy ain't there no more, too. Because I guarantee you, if if, if Aaron Rodgers bought your Mike McCarthy, he's still the quarter, he's still the coach over there. So, you know what I mean? They, the Packers did. Now, that made sense to me. Was made, made a lot of sense. sense was I, their I, I, I
1: honestly like it a lot. I like it a lot, especially. How the Packers play now because that era, like the days of Aaron Rodgers being the gunslinger, just slinging it, just doing whatever the heck he wants to. That's a wrap, dude. LeFort, yeah, the copycat come from now. That, that you know, 49ers mindset yeah, exactly. um, I got three running backs, I'm running the ball, I'm running the ball, I'm running the ball, and then I might pass.
0: I don't see and how
1: you get that running back,
0: AJ Dillon. To me, I got to see it but they don't like he Jones. gives me Michael like Jones, like, Turner vibes and it's 2020 I'm not sure how good Michael Turner would be in 2020. you know what i mean like so
1: AJ Dillon he's an interesting prospect i watched some of his film he i mean he's a huge dude like he's that's what i'm saying so big huge. He's, he's huge he's humongous like he's basically the same, like he he very he cares he compares very well to Derrick Henry. They have the same 40 Whoa. times, same all of their stats are pretty much the same. Like now, I never thought about that. Their, like, I was Turner, Eddie Lacy. You like you bring in Derrick Derrick Henry, kind now, of shit I'm not my saying mind. he's Derrick Henry. Like I, 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 I know what you're saying, saying, but, but I, didn't I, I didn't go that way. I didn't go that for the, fans, for up the to people that. listening. For the people listening. For the people listening. I'm not saying he's Derrick Henry, but he does have the measurables. The statistics are pretty similar. Uh, I mean, I he, he's one about of those dudes. I'm never not once.
0: Okay, you know why? Maybe because yeah. Derrick Henry is so tall, and yeah, he's a little bit. He's he yeah, exactly. he like, he yeah. like so he's a little bit yeah. shorter.
1: And hitter is like 6'2 I think he's like five eleven, so it's a little bit shorter. But the same, wild. but they weighed about the same though. They weigh about the same. And like you said, same speed, time. Same.
0: okay. And that doesn't make sense now because you see Derrick Henry <laughs> pound this league to oblivion. Carrying, yeah. the, <laughs> carrying a team to the to the AFC championship which is unreal yeah, it was, like, is 2020 that. Yeah. and that was happening and Lamar Jackson <laughs> and the Ravens run the ball like heck and the Chiefs I mean uh, the San Francisco 49ers run the ball like heck and that is a recipe for a success so I'm starting to come around to that pick not to explain that way because I just couldn't see the. I could see them taking a running back but I couldn't see them taking that running back so high but it's
1: starting to add up for sure yeah they love the bruisers like I just feel like they really don't like Aaron Jones like that not from his talent wise but they hate his pass blocking they don't like. that's why Jamal Williams yeah Jamal Williams Williams plays so much yes sir because yes, they, hate, they hate they hate his pass block he, he can't like they, they just they took him out every time it's like okay the pass block is, let's get him out of third down and give it to Jamal Williams and then now they're like okay let's get Jamal, another running back know, he in here they like the
0: some of those sniping carries and the uh, like those goal line carries that you kind of thought Aaron Jones was gonna get because he was getting them in the, earlier in the year towards mm-hmm. the later end of the year those weren't always there for him they started going more to Jamal so he probably gonna be out of there pretty soon, like I Aaron Jones, his time in Green Bay is about limited AF.
1: Yeah, it definitely is, man. I I hate that everything's going to committees now, and I, I miss the days of that one workhorse running back just doing his thing and going crazy without the committee. But it's definitely better for like their longevity. But it, you know, it, it's interesting. But I like Swift. You know, the Packers is very interesting. The, the, that committee thing is about, is about real.
0: You know, Lions got Swift and. Uh, and and carry Taylor, on.
1: That's, going to be, that's going to be a little Colt got Marlon
0: Mack, Mac and Jonathan Williams, so It's a lot of... Oh, Jonathan Taylor Jonathan Taylor, my bad And,
1: and, and Jonathan Williams, they have a running back Jonathan Williams
0: too. Yeah, but but you're right, it is It is 100% um, You know, moving to a committee style
1: yeah, with all of these different running backs and everything like that, it's it's, it's nuts. I, the chief situation is interesting too because they're flooded with running backs, but you know, hilarious him getting him in the first round. He's probably gonna even over Damian Williams. He's probably gonna catapult straight above him, and he's even though he was like the like star for the Super Bowl. Of year, like, yeah, they're you
0: know, probably wrong with Damien. But once Claude starts showing you that Clyde and Clyde, it's gonna be over with. I love that guy. Yeah, I love Lum 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 Lum. Alum L L U M Lum.
1: They said Reed uh, Reed compared him to uh, Brian Westbrook, which was a very interesting. Talk too early, too to early hear. for that, buddy. Too early. Yeah, and that's what he said. I was like, Brian Westbrook, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Brian Westbrook. one of the best package
0: <laughs> running backs ever, dude.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's a, the fact that he even compared him to him. lets you know, that he has a lot of he's do have a lot of things planned for him. So, but, but no cap,
0: hard. I watched Clyde last year. He got it in him, bro. Because because he, he just made so much happen with so little carries. Like that's the thing that stood out to me was he might have got the ball fifteen times a game, but he ended up with one fifty, you know what I'm saying, on on the ground. You know yeah. Maybe 30 or 50 in the air, a couple touchdowns. You know what I mean? Make him huge
1: plays. From what I've seen, like from what I've seen, like the few games with LSU, I walk, like he's super hard to bring down. Especially when I was watching the Florida game. He's just super hard to break down. Like he's so like he's just so stout. And his center of gravity is just so freaking low. He's kind of like a Mauricio drew type, where it's just, he's just hard to bring down. Yes, sir. And
0: now we sort of covered a lot of the draft. We've had a previous podcast about the offseason overall. We want to be GMs one day. And this next segment is a a
1: couldn't be me. Now, tell them what couldn't be me is so that's an expression that a lot of people like to use recently um couldn't be me basically that's just saying that okay I hear a situation or I hear a story or a situation and you hear what happened to them and the details of it you're like ooh that's that's that's, that's bad or that's I ah, that couldn't be me like, that's <laughs> like, uh, that just could not be me, yeah. like, usually it's a lot of time when you hear somebody tell a story like let's say like you go to your uh, let's say like you like sitting significant like your friend they're like man I was at work the other day and she did such a so-and-so and, so-and-so and so-and-so and you're thinking like oh wait it definitely sounds like uh, it was your fault uh, <laughs> it couldn't, couldn't be me it could not be me I was, like, I, I was like oh you let her do that to you like, yeah, I yeah. couldn't be me, couldn't, couldn't be right. me. Or you decided to go with that option? Oh yeah, that could not be me. That's one way of saying, like, I
0: I see what happened and instead of me saying you dead wrong for that, I just say couldn't be me. You know what I mean? Right. Will be my yeah. would be, would be my <laughs> pick.
1: But Yeah, a lot of people a lot of people use it for like the negative thing. It's just like, oh yeah, hey, like oh like uh and people just call you like you should probably stupid like no, I just couldn't be me. Like, that was <laughs> it could not be me. But, and, yeah, to me,
0: if I look at it as a as a umbrella of draft and off season, so free agency and draft, mm-hmm. what really could not be me is the Seattle Seahawks. Like I couldn't, I couldn't know my current roster construct, and the biggest thing that we need right now is pass rush and edge defenders. I couldn't not have Javian Clowney on my roster. I thought I traded a third and a fifth to get him. For that one year, acclimate him to our little system. He makes a lot of plays for me down the stretch. He may not get the big sacks, but he makes a lot of plays overall as a just edge rusher and overall as an edge defender. I could not succumb to his demands. I probably wouldn't do that twenty million, but I heard he did knock it down to about the seventeen to eighteen range. I got a open my pocketbook up at that point and just say okay you came down from 20 now you have 17 to 18 i couldn't be still trying to get him at the 13 to 14 or 15 whatever they want to pay him if i'm the seahawks i gotta get that guy it couldn't be me letting jadevion still be a free agent couldn't
1: be me and that's a very good point too because the Tennessee Titans evidently are super involved with this Janavion Clowney race right now. And the Browns. It's, yes, sir. And the Browns is between those teams as far as like who's gonna be able to get him, in. that would definitely be a disappointment if the Seahawks, like you say, traded the, that draft capital for an uh, edge defender that you aren't even really trying to pay, which you should have thought about before you traded for him, what he was his actual price was. I should already have already had that communicated. So yeah, that yeah, yeah, that definitely could be me. Um Mine couldn't be me. Uh definitely I couldn't be the front office for the Chicago Bears. It's just from first off from we said earlier that drafting another tight end, it's like why? <laughs> um them trading for Nick Foles, having oh, still them still That's having so a base, that contract. You first of all drafting uh Nick, not that not this of this year, but just in general to that um especially when james winston just signed with the Saints for a, a little over a million dollars
0: and cam newton is still a free agent and cam newton is still a free a agent you gave up a fourth
1: round pick and you're paying nick Foles, and you're what? paying nick Foles. that just doesn't that just sounds that like, just, you couldn't just wait to see what was going to shake from that or yeah, you didn't like, want to wait and
0: you picked your guy like if that's the case like you said it couldn't be me i couldn't be giving him a fourth
1: round pick and still paying that guy it couldn't be me yeah it, it just it just couldn't be me with that dude especially with the quarterback options that are still available i mean death they did a good job with well not a good job but Dalton ended end right up being available and- what are they doing yeah it's it's, 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 a, it's a lot of nonsense going on right now then declining mitch's fifth year option i mean that's pretty much was the only decision it was some talks of they may just go ahead and do the fifth year option just in case mitch has a fantastic season and it's still happen for that one year? No, let's not do that. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't decide Put to do that. Fire
0: on him, like make him. Yeah, like, yeah. Show it me makes sense bro. to get a good backup. That's what they've been missing. <laughs> but you could have yeah. got Andrew Dalton. I'm sorry, not Andrew, but Andy Dalton. You could have got a number one overall pick and Jameis Winston. You could have got Cam Newton, all probably for less money and less because you could have kept your fourth round pick and. And, and still paid less and got a potentially better backup option.
1: So... Right. It, was just, it, it is. Yeah, you could have drafted a quarterback if you wanted to. It was just a lot of things. You just signing up to pay Nick Bowles $20 million after you just seen that the Jaguars instantly regretted that decision. It just couldn't be me, man.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things where I sort of... Understand the need to get the backing quarterback to because you can't go in there with that good of a defense and that bad of a quarterback. Again, if Mitch is not playing up to standard, you got to bring somebody else in. But you could have waited and got pretty much a comparable option for less capital than a fourth round pick and that salary. But definitely could be me as well. And on, on, on a side note, I couldn't be the Cowboys. It couldn't be me paying any Dalton before I paid Dak Prescott. I couldn't bring me. Yeah,
1: that whole situation <laughs> that must be out of there, man. That must be out of there, dude. Couldn't bring me. I'm, like, I'm I'm gonna like go ahead and call it, bro, because it's not looking. It's looking very spooky for my boy Dak, who did all the right things, who stood with Jerry Jones with the protests. Like, with no, the we, anthem, was, yeah. we don't protest here in Cowboys. We, you got, got to do things the right way, and he got paid. Two Smith got paid. Amari got paid. Everybody got paid except for uh, Dak, which is and crazy think you bring you in know? any Dalton ah, so quickly. Ah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's and like he's oh, taking, oh. taking yours, he's taking some of your money. He's taking exactly. of your guaranteed he, he, money he he got guaranteed money guaranteed
0: money, he got guaranteed money. You got, right. got one year, seven million dollar deal uh, up seven million, three million and guaranteed. So it's not like saying, Oh, is it's an egregious contract. I just I would rather have Dak Prescott locked up and secure before I go get his backup, you know what I mean? Which may end up being, you know, you never know in the NFL. Things come out of nowhere and shock it, but that just couldn't be me. I couldn't be Jerry Jones with that kind of cloud hanging over my head and then go and get a
1: quarterback so quickly. It just couldn't be me. That's all. <laughs> did, did you see Jerry Jones uh, tell C D that he was like, CD's like, yo, I would to wear number 10. He's like, no, bro, you're going to wear 88.
0: Yeah. I want to wear uh, that
1: 88.
0: <laughs> Jerry Jones, but when I say that's the most least surprising thing ever, because Jerry Jones <laughs> is a nut, and he wants the 90s. He wants the 90s. He wants his Troy. He wants his Michael Irvin, and he wants his uh, Emmett Smith, and he thinks he's got two out of the three. You know, he thinks he's got the, the Troy and the Emmett, but he don't have that Michael Irvin, and I'm gonna tell you right now, Amari Cooper is no Michael Irvin, just in terms of the way he's built. He don't have right. the same type of mentality or even honestly physique. Michael Irvin was a big guy, so Jerry Jones had to, you know, put on his little master cap and say, "Hey, you know, you won't have to wear that number 88. But if you wanna, if you wanna come over here." Number ten is yeah. cool and all, but I like number eighty-eight on you. How about that? I that eighty-eight. Man? How about, How about that, that, man? How about that one? And you know, my I boy CD had to comply, man. My boy CD yeah. had to go ahead
1: and so say, you know what? I'm, I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm good with that guy. I'm good with that, JJ. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that, man. I mean, you cut the check, I guess. I mean, I guess I throw in the eighty-eight. I ain't tripping. Like exactly. I ain't, yeah, man. But now nah, the Cowboys, man, it's 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 crazy, man. The league, excited for the league. I'm hoping everything gets situated. We don't have to get any pushback. I did the see NFL's-
0: that there is an extremely unlikely chance that the 2020 season is canceled. So they're gonna make it happen. They'll find a way.
1: Yeah, it's too much money. Like a lot of people have been saying, it's just too much money for these billionaires to lose. They'll figure it out. There's they'll too many smart people play it all in one
0: they're- dome if they had to. Like they'll quarantine right. them. They gonna Disney play that World, season though. They'll
1: do whatever. They're gonna play that. we talking about um, Jerry, Jerry Jerry Jones evidently has a facility with like five <laughs> football it. fields like, ready it. to go. I love in, it. Uh, some part in Texas. So I mean, and there's also that option too. Y'all come up with a lot of things you can do.
0: Y'all come on there and play on my ranch, you know, we got Yeah, he would love it, he stay. would love that He was like, he yeah, would, I'm
1: hosting, I'm saving the NFL I'm boy, hosting everybody, he would, like, yeah He would, he might go to heaven <laughs> right after that Right right, right yeah, after exactly. that, he might go to heaven yeah, right the, after yeah, that the, Yeah, the shit that he grinned That would be on his face Like if he gets secured that deal It was just, yeah, his, he, he, he he would be Sprinting from the a Press conference
0: here. every day Yeah, <laughs> But it's gonna happen though No Kizer, is gonna happen Cause I believe in positivity in the universe, and I will not breed negativity that we're not going to have NFL seasons. I will not I breed negativity that, that we're not going to have I a
1: can't, college season. Can't do it.
0: Can't, can't do it. it. Can't even do it. But yeah. Does that wrap us up or what? What do you think?
1: I mean, that's pretty much all I had to say. Uh, any closing remarks? Uh... Make sure y'all
0: watch the, uh, you know, the website. That's my biggest thing right now is keep your eye on the site, because things can be
1: updated on the drop of a hat,
0: man. And also, follow us on social media.
1: Follow us on the social media. We'll have that information down there. Um, Chargers got the best <laughs> uniforms in the NFL. Can't oh, wait yeah, to buy one. When you get to customize. The, the, all of them look pretty sweet. Check those Chargers jerseys. Los Angeles Chargers. Check them jerseys out. If you they have the best already.
0: uniforms come out big time. Because, you know, Patriots, they did. They are, they're, their uniforms are better than what they were before. But they're not even close to mess with the Chargers. The Falcons uniforms are growing on me. I'm not sure about the gradient. Yeah, they're growing, they're growing, they're growing sure. on they're me growing for sure. sure. When I see more five and five edits of them, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Maybe I was different. The field
1: test is going to be the true test. That field yeah. test is
0: going to be where it's Because they got to okay. have kind of, like because you, you know, the Falcon Stadium is not necessarily well lit. It's kind of like a dimmer sort of place to play. It's not like a super bright lights. So
1: right, yeah, we gotta right, see it. Dome, right. right.
0: We gotta see it. We gotta see it on there and see how they look in real life. But Chargers got that thing hands down. Veteran forms in the
1: league. No kisser. Yeah, the boys going crazy, man. It was just good, good, good to do another show with you, Mo. It, uh, there, oh, no, and real lie. quick,
0: shout out to so Jameis Winston, my newest New Orleans Saint. The boy oh, yeah, got Tyler LASIK. The boy got LASIK. The boy got LASIK. That's all I
1: got. He he can read license plates now. He can read license plates now. Man, when I got glasses
0: and I can read license plates again, it was life changing. It was definitely life changing. <laughs> Street signs, highway exit numbers. Once I could see that again, it was life changing. So Lord knows that James Winston was seeing double some of them games. I know he was throwing 30 thumb picks. You got to be seeing double.
1: If this is the thing, him getting LASIK that, like, transforms his career, I'll die laughing. Because, like, to me what's be funny so is, like,
0: a lot of his picks were just, like, bad overthrows or, like, like he used to used a right to somebody. Like, so maybe if you correct your vision a little bit, he can be more precise and change everything. And now he's with really, you know, Sean Payton and Drew Brees is going right. to show him Sean how to Payton. actually break down something and... He said he was learning football from Google. I said, before you Google your hair, it here, James, You're from Google. That boy said, that's, I was learning a football player.
1: Google. How are you Googling quarterbacks quarterback position, bro? I'm right. It was like, I don't have to use. I'm like, bro, you even have Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich right there. You talking about some Google? What are you Bro, talking? Big. <laughs> I'm like, that's like, that to me is James in a nutshell. Like, you got Goose, man
0: quarterback Google guys, and you're saying, yeah, I don't have to run myself in Google no more. I'm like, I love
1: it. I love it, James. They never change, bro. Never change, Jameis. James, Dr. Ubar, Never change. I love that. Never change. Yeah. Those are the guys <laughs> of the week,
0: man. Jameis Dr. Ubar, man. Never change. We need y'all.
1: Never change, man. Man, anything else you got to say before we get out of here, man?
0: Yes,
1: sir. Yes, yes sir.
0: I'll right, see y'all boys later. Be-